0: Welcome to The Logbook. I'm your host, Lucas Weekly. This episode is supported by you, the listeners, through Patreon. Head over to thelogbookpodcast.com for more information. In this episode, we listen to a pilot's actions when he had to make the decision between bailing out of his crippled airplane or attempting to land it.
1: We were training to go to the World Air of Ag Championships uh, in uh, Nereghaza, Hungary. We had just um, done our morning training flights. Uh, actually, a few days ago, we had uh, trained over at Keystone. And uh, that morning, we'd left Keystone, come down to Dunedin, um getting ready to train with the U.S. team, and uh, Nikolai was down there, our coach, and a bunch of the other team members were down there, and uh, we, we were uh, getting ready to start training. I went up first, did my first training flight, no problems. Um, Another team member was using my airplane at the World, so uh, she flew next, no problems. Everything worked out great. So anyway, um, uh, we'd all flown one rotation of flights, and uh, everything was looking good. Weather was great. We had a a, a great day to fly. Um, It's my turn to go back up again, and uh, we were flying uh, the known sequence. Got airborne and everything was fine. Started my sequence and was going through through my routine. And about halfway through the routine, remembered vividly it was a half loop up, and on top of the half loop, a half inside snap, back to the uh, snap roll, back to the horizontal. As I proceeded through the figure, everything was working good through the inputs in for the for the snap. And as I pushed the hard right rudder to stop the half snap roll on heading. Because it's a pretty violent maneuver on on a half snap roll, I heard this loud bang in the cockpit, and uh, my right rudder pedal fell all the way to the floor. I had uh, no control of the rudder, and because uh, the brakes are on the top of the of the rudder pedals, I had no brakes or anything like that. So uh, the airplane was momentarily just a tad out of control, and you know I used the aileron and everything to kind of regain control, and just you know for a, it felt like. 20 minutes, but it was like a split second of like, oh my gosh, the thing still flying, what's going on, all the rest of that stuff. Anyway, I stopped, you know, the aerobatics and climbed up a little bit and, um, you know, evaluated the problem and I realized that obviously I'd broken something. And I wasn't sure what I'd broken yet, but um, there was something broken to where I had absolutely no control over the rudders at all. As you know, for um, landing any airplane, especially a tail drag airplane, rudders and brakes are pretty important for putting the airplane back on the ground. So uh, <laughs> I remember when I said over the radio to my coach and the rest of the team on the ground, I'm like, what the heck's going on? And I was like, I got a little problem up here. And so Nikolai, I was like, so what, what's the problem, you know? And uh, I was like, well, um, I think I've lost my rudder. I think I broke a rudder cable or something. And so he kind of woke, walked me through a few things. And, you know, we, we finally determined that I wasn't sure if it was a cable that had broken halfway back. Um, or if I'd um, broken something in the very back, or if I'd broken something right down there you know, by my feet. And uh, in you know, a little aerobatic airplane like the ones we fly, you can't really see very well down by your feet. So I couldn't really determine what was going on. All I knew was I have no rudder and no brakes. And I was like, okay, so... And at that time when we fly aerobatics, um, we fly with a very limited amount of fuel to keep the weight down. So I had probably about uh, 10 to 12 minutes of fuel left remaining on the airplane, and I was like, okay, well, I just circled over to Airport, and uh, we were talking about it, and uh, um, I was like, well, I've got not a whole bunch of time to figure out what to do here, and I had really two choices. Number one is try to put the airplane on the ground, and obviously without rudders, steering, braking, any of that stuff, um, the worst possible thing that could happen, of course, is if you go off the side of the runway, get in the dirt, and the airplane flips over on its back, that would crush the vertical stabilizer and the next thing in the way of the dirt is my head um and I don't wear a helmet or any of that stuff so I was like well or number two jump out of the airplane so that's kind of a rough decision because both are fairly dangerous you know so I was talking to Nikolai about it and, and the rest of the guys and we decided that uh, maybe I should try a couple of uh, low approaches and uh just see how it felt you know with you know no rudders, and so we decided okay let's let's give it a give it a give it a try and, um, on these aerobatic airplanes um, time you change the power even a little bit, it changes the gyroscopic precession p factor accelerator slipstream, all the rest of that stuff. so um the airplane's going to yaw quite significantly based on power changes, so you've got to kind of always be on the rudders and i I had no rudders so um I came down and, and gave it a shot and and kind of came real close to the runway and you know, just about a touchdown and just barely, barely eased back into power and started yawing off because I had no rudder to correct for the, 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 the slipstream and went, went back around again. And, and I was just very, very unsure about it. I was like, well, I, I don't know, guys. I mean, it's going to be one of those things where um, I can, uh, you know, try to put it on the ground, and once I run out of airspeed um, and, you know, the mains on the ground, I got nothing to keep the airplane straight on the runway you know, I can, I can use a little bit of aileron to use, you know, the um, coefficient of lift to keep it on the runway. But once the ailerons are, are ineffective, I'm just kind of along for the ride. The other thing is with jumping out, you got to be so careful about how, you, number one, it's a control jump, which is good because um, you can take the airplane to a certain altitude, you can put it in a certain configuration, uh, you can make sure you get clear of the airplane. But then you have two very unknowns. Number one, is a chute going to open because it's just an emergency chute? And number two, um, where's the airplane going to impact the ground? Because as you know, you know, west coast of Florida, you know, it's fairly, you know, there's some people around there and you don't want to have the airplane smash into, you know, something like that. So all these things were going through my mind and I was like, oh my goodness, this is, this is ridiculous. So uh, I decided obviously to run the fuel down as low as possible, um, either way, jumping or trying to land the airplane. And uh, I did actually then decide... Um, after talking a a little bit and we, we decided the least risk to everybody, uh, airplane myself and, you know, um, other people's personal property and livelihood was to try and land the airplane. Taking that, I did another low approach, came down, checked it out. Um, unfortunately that the Nellon has, you know, three or four different runways angled in different orientations, but the, uh, the wind wasn't quite down the runway on any runway. It was just that day. It was kind of a little bit gusty and they were just off heading just a little bit. So um, I picked the longest, widest runway closest to into the wind. Did another couple of low flybys. Um, Actually, on my very last one, I actually let the wheels touch and just saw, you know, what it would do uh, because I'd never landed without, you know, being on the rudders, you know. So anyway, um, and also the other thing I wanted to check is I still wasn't sure what had happened because the rudder pedals... Were kind of falling down against the firewall, and I couldn't even kind of reach them. I wanted to make sure that the brakes weren't locked up, so that's why I kind of just kind of skimmed the wheels on the ground to make sure that they were rolling rather than you know if they were gonna you know tip the airplane over being a tail drag airplane. So did my last go around. At this point, I had about five minutes of fuel left, and I was like, "All right, I'm committed. This is this is it. You know, this is this is what we're gonna do." Uh, came around and uh, lined it up as best I could landed uh actually just a little bit faster than what i normally do which people kind of and I'm, not, I'm not even sure if that was the right thing to do but i figured a little bit more airspeed over the rest of the flight controls would kind of help me keep it under control a little longer so anyway I, I did touch down on the upwind side of the runway because i knew that uh once i touched down i was going to start losing aerodynamic control and the airplane would start moving downwind with with the uh the direction of the wind Um, So I touched down the upwind side of the runway, upwind wheel first, got both mains on and actually got the tail down and it was rolling fairly straight down the runway and then it started, I remember this vividly, it started darting to the left side of the runway and um, I had enough airspeed still where I just pushed the tail back up, used the ailerons and picked the left main up off the ground and it kind of pirouetted just slightly back to the right side of the runway and then put the left main back down, the tail back down. By that time, I'm probably doing about, maybe about 60 miles an hour, somewhere in there. Um, and at that point, these aerobatic airplanes are pretty much done flying. You know, they, they, the aerodynamic effectiveness is gone, and it's, it's on the ground. And I was like, wow. At that point, going through my mind, I'm like, oh my gosh, I got this made. This is going to be like a non-event. And it got to about 30 miles an hour. Um, maybe about 40 miles an hour and again the wind took it and started going to the left side of the runway and um, I had absolutely no control I had full aileron, full back elevator and obviously nothing I could do with my feet down there because nothing was working. Uh, The airplane departed off the left side of the runway the left main went into the dirt first which picked the tail up off the ground, the propeller hit the ground which kind of ground looped the airplane and the tail of the airplane went over to the right so it basically did it went onto its nose, into the dirt, and then stopped pretty much straight up in a, almost like a vertical vertical attitude. So I'm stopping there. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, this, this is nuts. Um, so immediately, you know, um, uh, oh, and to, to go back, um, right, right before touchdown, um, I shut the mags off pulled the mixture to lean, just so that the prop had stopped completely, you know. So as soon as I was in this upward attitude, you know, um, stopped, completely stopped, I, you know, pulled the emergency fuel shuttle valve, opened the canopy, released the seat belts, and just, you know, jumped out of the airplane and ran about 50 yards away just in case, you know, something was on fire that I hadn't seen or whatever. But um, nothing was. And so <laughs> the, whole, uh, the whole rest of the team came running over and, um, you know, we, kind of saw what, you know, what we could do to get the airplane off, off the runway and into a hangar. and um. Then after we land, after the airplane was on the ground, I finally figured out what was wrong. Um, the rudder cables themselves that span from the rudder pedals all the way through the fuselage back to the rudder horn were fine. What had actually happened is the rudder horn that comes that's bolted onto each side of the rudder, and that's what gives you your, your movement, the right-hand side of the rudder horn had metal fatigue in it. And the metal had broken. The, the, I broke the rudder horn clean off the airplane. So uh, when, I, when I went and had it repaired, because obviously it needed an engine tear down, needed a new propeller, and obviously you know all the, 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 the problems that have, you know happened to airborne the uh, designers of that particular airplane and I'm not sure it was a bad design, I think they could have done it a little bit better, but uh, they designed the rudder horn out of uh, aluminum. And when I reinstalled that rudder horn, I, I designed it and built it out of steel. And, so that, and it never obviously happened again. And, you know, I, I don't blame anybody, you know. It's, uh, there, there's been one other airplane, like the one I was flying, that that's happened to. And um, I think they've kind of changed some things since then. So. But that's just, that's aerobatics. You know, you, you're hard on the airplane and the weakest point will fail eventually, you know. So yeah, that you know that's 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 probably um, probably the closest call I've had, uh, just because it was such a difficult decision for me to make of whether to lose an entire airplane and maybe cause somebody else injury and maybe myself because if the chute didn't open, or do what I did, and I was very very close actually to go all the way over onto its back, and then you know you have the chance of you know neck injuries or whatever the case may be. So. Um, Looking back on it, I think I, I think I made the right choice. After I talked to a bunch of people after the incident, you know, most people are the impression I should have jumped out of the airplane and said, "Forget about it," you know, just let the airplane go. And, but um, I tell you, I mean, uh, it's uh, you know, everybody asked me afterwards, "Well, are you done with aerobatics now? Is that it?" You know, are you are you scared to go back up and, and do it again? And, I mean, it's just it's amazing. You know, you you have something like that happen, and you think you think in your head. Wow, yeah, you're probably like, wow, I've kind of escaped death, and I'm not going to do this anymore, but it was kind of the opposite. I wanted to get back up there and, you know, do it so much more um, after that event. So, I don't know, I guess we're all, we all a little sick.
0: <laughs> Mark Nawaziki is an award-winning aerobatics pilot. In 2013, he won the USA Advanced National Championships, And he's also an airshow performer flying with the tiger airshow team all over the country mark is currently on the usa unlimited aerobatics team and is working towards his goal of competing at the world aerobatics championships held in france in 2015. also when he's not practicing for aerobatic shows and competitions mark works as a captain for southwest airlines and he said that he never mentions that he's an aerobatics pilot to his passengers
1: oh no, no 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 no
0: More information and pictures related to the story can be found in the article at thelogbookpodcast.com. Special thanks goes out to Megan Brock, our recording and interviewing assistant. This episode was supported directly by your donations. If you enjoy the show, you can support its production by becoming a patron. Through Patreon, you set a donation level that is given every time a new episode is released. And you can always set a monthly limit so you don't go over your budget. Depending on the amount donated, you are granted access to different rewards that are as simple as hearing a sneak preview to the next episode all the way up to exclusive content that didn't make it into the show. Any amount is helpful and the more that it's donated, the more the show can improve. Head over to our website, thelogbookpodcast.com, and click on the Patreon banner at the side of the page to start supporting. If you have a story about anything in aviation, we would love to hear it, and it may even become an episode of the Logbook. You can send us an email by using the contact page on our website. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you come back for the next entry in the logbook.